Friends, let's go ahead and begin our worship this evening. We, we begin our evening together tonight with a simple meal to, to remember the meal that Jesus shared with his disciples on uh, that first Thursday so many centuries ago. Um, food is traditionally a place where people celebrate and gather and fellowship and um, that comes across cultures and religions and, and geography. Food is something that brings people together, and so we remember that important aspect of our faith and our community as we begin that way. Our worship service this evening does not end this evening. Traditionally, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday are three acts of the same worship service. And so this evening, as we, we leave, we will... Um, quietly and probably not super orderly, but we'll figure it out. We will um, clean up as we sing our final song and prepare to head out. But then we will gather together tomorrow evening at St. Andrew's to continue our worship service with our Good Friday Tenebrae service. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. On this day, Christ, the Lamb of God, gave himself into the hands of those who would slay him. On this day, Christ gathered with his disciples in the upper room. <coughs> On this day, Christ took a towel and washed his disciples' feet, giving us an example that we should do to others as he has done to us. On this day, Christ, our God, gave us this holy feast that we who eat this bread and drink this cup may here proclaim his holy sacrifice, and be partakers in his resurrection, at, and at the last day may reign with him in heaven. Let us pray. God, your love was embodied in Jesus Christ, who washed disciples' feet on the night of his betrayal. Wash us from the stain of sin, so that in hours of danger we may not fail, but follow your Son through every trial, and praise him as Lord and Christ, to whom be glory now and forever. Amen.
God's amazing love is this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. In faith and in penitence, let us confess our sin before God and before one another. Let us pray. Eternal God, whose covenant with us is never broken, we confess that we fail to fulfill your will. Though you have bound yourself to us, we will not bind ourselves to you. In Jesus Christ, you serve us freely, but we refuse your love and withhold ourselves from others. We do not love you fully or love one another as you command. In your mercy, forgive and cleanse us. Lead us once again to your table and unite us to Christ, who is the bread of life and the vine from which we grow in grace. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. Our first scripture reading this evening comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4 and verses 11 through 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. As a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. That uh, passage is the institution of the Passover tradition in um, in Exodus, and that is the meal which Jesus and the disciples share on this night that we celebrate tonight. Our psalm reading comes from the 116th Psalm, verses 1 and 2, and verses 12 through 19. I love the Lord because God has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because God inclined an ear to me. Therefore, I will call on God as long as I live. What shall I render to the Lord for all God's benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. 
I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of God's saints. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Our epistle reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Finally, from the gospel according to John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Continuing in verse 31. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. 
you will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is the word of God for the people of God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. At the very end of this gospel passage that I just read, Jesus says that he's giving the disciples a new commandment. And it struck me what a funny thing that is for Jesus to say. It's odd because the commandment he gives sounds a great deal like another one he recently cited from Deuteronomy, which even back in Jesus' day was nothing new. Jesus says here at the Last Supper to love one another. It wasn't that long ago that Jesus was asked by local religious leaders to tell them what the greatest commandment was. And Jesus said to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength. And then Jesus went on to say that the second greatest commandment was to love your neighbor as yourself. So what's new about loving one another that Jesus says he's leaving a new commandment with them. Clearly, Jesus has told his disciples on at least one other occasion that loving others is an important mandate from God. What's the difference between this one and love your neighbor as yourself? Why does Jesus say this is something new? This time, Jesus changes the model after which they are to love one another. Before he quoted scripture, a long-standing commandment of loving neighbor as you love yourself. But this time, Jesus is asking them to take it a step further. Now, he says, you're not just to love one another as you love yourselves, but love one another as I have loved you. Love one another like the one who just knelt to wash your feet, dear disciples. Love one another like the one whose body was broken, like the bread at the meal, for the sake of others, dear disciples. Love one another like the one whose blood was spilled like wine, for your sake, dear disciples. And when you do these things, they will not go unnoticed. We celebrate communion as a community to remember, to seal, to experience the love that Jesus showed us. And in turn, we are to take that remembrance, that seal, that experience of love out into the world. That is how people will notice. The difference that makes this new commandment new is that the love that Jesus has is the model. We can't really know God without knowing Jesus. There's only so close to real love we can get by our own effort. By our own effort, we might be able to often love our neighbors as ourselves, but to love one another as Christ loves us requires us to participate in the life of Jesus. The one who washed feet, who died for the sake of others. 
we tend to prefer the old love commandment, the one where we love one another as we love ourselves, because human love is more comfortable. Human love is easier. Human love says to make sure the other person has water in which to wash their feet. The love of Christ washes their feet for them. Human love says to go great lengths for the well-being of others. Jesus' love says to make the ultimate sacrifice for the sake of others. Human love gets a pat on the back for doing a noble thing. The love of Christ gets noticed as being something completely different and out of this world. And this, says Jesus, is the mark of a true disciple, a mark visible to all of the people around you. We will celebrate communion this evening very soon. And this is not something that we do because it saves us. This is not something we do to be good Christians. This is not something that we do as a sign and, or this is something rather that we do as a sign and seal of God's grace. The grace that offered us wild, unfettered love, humble serving love that went to the cross for us. Love one another. Just as Jesus has loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are Jesus' disciples if you have love for one another. Amen. piece of music tonight, I do want to preface this. This would be like a prayer between you and Jesus, because a lot of times in this, it says it was for me. It's for each of us. So just keep that in mind. When you prayed beneath the trees, it was for me. Oh Lord, when you cried upon your knees, how could it be? Oh Lord, with your blood and sweat and tears, you dismiss your final fears as you face the soldier's spears. You stood for me, oh Lord. When their triumph looked complete, it was for me, oh Lord. When it seemed like your defeat, they could not see. Oh, Lord, when you faced the mob alone, you were quiet as a stone. And this tree became your throne. You came for me, for me, oh, Lord. When you stumbled up the hill, you cried for me, oh Lord. When you bore that heavy load, that deadly tree, oh Lord. When you faced the mob alone, when you did it for your throne, it was for me, for me, oh Lord. When they lifted you on high, and they nailed
nailed you up to die. Then when darkness filled the sky, you died for me. This is the Feast of the People of God. Scripture says that people will come from east and west and from north and south and will sit at table together in the kingdom of God. And today we catch a glimpse of that table as we share together in this celebration. As we share together in this celebration, knowing that our brothers and sisters around the world, too, sit and share this celebration, this table this evening. All are welcome at God's table. May the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Let us pray. God, you made this world marvelous for us to enjoy. You gave us Jesus, the light of the world, to be our Savior and friend and to bring us to you. You sent your Spirit to make us one family in Christ. And for these gifts of your love, we thank you and we join with the angels and with all Christians from every time and every place in singing your praises. For your kindness and your goodness, we say thank you. We thank you that you showed your love by sending your son who gave his life for us and rose again from death and lives to pray for us forever. We thank you that he has taken away all that separates us from you and has made us friends with you and with one another. We thank you that he has brought us together at this table to strengthen us by his love. Send your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine, that we may know Christ's presence, real and true, and be his faithful followers, showing your love for the world. And together, we are bold to pray as we have been taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, this evening, as we share, after I have um, spoken the words of institution, there is at least one elder at every table. I think we have multiple elders at most of the tables, and one of those elders will um, break the bread and, and um, pass it around. Each person will take a small piece of the bread, and then the cup will come around, and we will uh, take communion by intinction, which is dipping your bread in the cup and then taking the elements together. Now hear the story of how this sacrament began. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. 
Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord Jesus until he comes again. Friends, these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Come and eat. Let us pray. Amazing God, you come into our ordinary lives and set a holy table among us, filling our plates with the bread of life and our cups with salvation. Send us out, O oh God, with tender hearts to touch an ordinary everyday world with the promise of your holiness. Amen. And now, dear friends, we have traveling music to sing together as we gather up our things and uh, Put away the leftovers from this meal together. Live in charity and steadfast love. Live in charity. God. 